should start this. Uh, do either of you have anything to say at the start of this? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about how we have some engine in us. Oh, you're hoping for what? You hoping you got some like latent psychic powers or something? <laughs> oh, you know what? That is what reminded me of it. It was that guy <laughs> walking? And I was doing the math in my head, and I was like, "Wait a minute, we're an eighth, like native, which is weird to think about." Mm-hmm. It's kind of high, or usually you hear people are like, "I'm a sixteenth." Yeah, <laughs> I can they're... see real far. They're looking for them <laughs> little bits. <laughs> yeah, I've I've researched this uh, quite a bit because. Uh, well, just a little bit be, to see if we get benefits. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of it is the natives that nobody cares about. Yeah. I, I, our people don't own any casinos or... I, I don't know why we don't get benefits, but we don't. Mm. They're Mexicans. No. Grandma's like half raw Rumani. Shit. Dad's 27% according to his DNA test. 27% native. But yeah. Anyway, that guy was weird. Yeah. He was, uh, it's funny. At first, I thought that was a strange mix, like a psychic Indian. Huh. But, uh, considering, um, I don't know, I want to say shamans have, like, abilities like precognition. Attributed them. Yeah. So it's just kind of like the same ability with a different coat of paint. Yeah, it's sort of. I don't know why the Japanese are so. The Japanese are really good at picking out, like, cultures and, like, the weird, interesting thing about them. For, like, American white people, it's like hamburgers and guns. Mm-hmm. For natives, it's like weird psychic connections with the animals or the world like uh, Vulcan Raven and shit yeah I was gonna compare them to Vulcan Raven yeah yeah they like to also depict them as like giant meat walls for some reason yeah I don't know why they're all giant this also isn't the first time Hirohiko Araki has done an engine um you talking about uh, Steel Ball Run no, there was a part three antagonist that I think was the Indian. Oh, yeah. Um, um, uh, can't remember what his name was. His stand was like Ebony Devil or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ebony Devil? Um, it was neither Ebony nor Devil. It was basically a <laughs> Chucky doll. Huh. Um, that, that was just the Evo. naming scheme. Uh, yeah, it was Devo. Uh, that was just the naming scheme of the stands. It was a color and a uh, a, a tarot card. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, before I, just a side note, um, Daniel, how far in the JoJo's are you? Um, in the manga, I'm somewhere in part five. Okay, just want to make sure I don't spoil anything, since I'll be uh, bringing up Iraqi a lot. Yeah, no worries. I, uh, I've i got a fair amount of knowledge of the series past where I am. Mm-hmm. 
just from knowing a bunch of people who are into it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't particularly worry about spoilers because it's like one of those things I'm going to read regardless. I see. Yeah, it was kind of similar for me where like it was that unfortunate thing where um, it would take reading or hearing about a lot of spoilers before I got interested in it. Yeah, pretty much. So I think I'm only now at the point where I kind of don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm somewhat current like I'm yeah. reading part 8 right now uh, okay but uh yeah um for those who haven't picked up on it already we watched Bao this week Bao being one of uh, Araki's earlier um endeavors and his most successful until Jojo's um Daniel I want to I held off on this one because I wanted you specifically to do this episode with us uh, as a I guess a newer JoJo's fan uh, which, how did you feel about this? Uh, my primary thought was that Bao is a a protagonist designed with the same design philosophy that Hirohiko Araki usually applies to his villains hmm He's just, like, overwhelmingly powerful and alien. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a lot of the Pillar Men from Part 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, you could see a lot of the stuff going on with Bao and how it would, like, factor into later stuff, specifically in JoJo's. He definitely feels kind of like a Pillar Man, or, uh, to a lesser extent, Dio when he was full vampire. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And he's got the same blade things going on. Oh, yeah, the arm yeah. blades. Oh, yeah, same as cars. Um, yeah. Also same as the Giver. This actually predates the Giver. <laughs> Interesting. That was my first thought. By, like, a couple of months. <laughs> a couple months? Yeah. <laughs> huh. I feel like it's kind of too close to say, like, one to say, like, maybe, like, the Giver ripped on this. Especially considering this uh, type of story it was uh, part of that Ishinomori uh, formula I talked about when we were going through Giver stuff. Like, uh, this sort of story is uh, very much a trope in, ja- in uh, Japan. Specifically in regards to anime and toku. Was there a manga of this? Yep. The manga came out, like, late 84. When did the Giver manga happen? Uh, early ass eighty five. Like the last, uh, I think, um, off the top of my head, the last release was like for Bow was like February fifteenth, eighty five, and the first release for Giver was February eighth, eighty five. So what? Where has Bao gone from here? Did it get an anime? It, it got the uh, OVA we just watched, and uh, a couple years ago, he appeared in a uh, JoJo game as a playable character. Huh. Just kind of like as a treat for the uh, Iraqi diehards. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
He's like a, a really angry Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see it. I saw it more when uh, the dog did the uh, arms transformation. Yeah, the dog looked a lot like Sonic. <laughs> but I feel like this is like... If... It even like jumped into the air and spun around real fast yeah. at one point. Saying how he looks like a if Hollywood did a gritty reboot of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope they don't do that. They kind of got, like, close enough in that furry territory with Sonic 06. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely is very furry. Yeah, he's very uh, animal. And uh, mm-hmm. they kind of go into that a bit more in the manga. I didn't get to read all of it, but I read a bit of it the first time we tried to do this. And um, there's, like, a lot going on there that doesn't really get said in the anime. Like, uh... He doesn't really see. I mean, I guess he can see out of his eyes, but that's not his primary means of, like, uh, it's like his primary sensory unit, so to speak. It's actually the big red jewel in the center of his head. Mm. I'm not sure how he's sensing through that, but uh, the manga seemed to imply, if not outright say, one of the things he could sense with that was, like, legit evil intentions. Mm. And um, that the the implication was that the uh, bow, the parasite itself, may have actually been uh, a benevolent entity, in spite of Mm. the fact that it was created for murder. Interesting. The guy did say that bow can... But this whole thing... Like a twelve-year-old wanted to make an excuse to just show as many possible ways of uh, exploding or melting someone's head as possible. Yeah, uh, what I was thinking when I watched this was this is basically a Saturday morning cartoon for like grown-ass men. Yeah, because it, it really feels like it's like the last third of a movie. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, he's on the run and. They're going to kill him, and he's what? But uh, that that seemed to me to be the whole plot. Yeah, it's a it's paced out a little better in the manga. Mm-hmm. There's a few more uh, story beats, so it's not anywhere near as breakneck. Um, a handful of fights got left out for time, including Bao versus the Bao baboon. <laughs> Oh, what? How would you... Why would you leave in the dog and leave out the baboon? Well, the dog was a much shorter scene. I think the baboon was like a whole chapter or a chapter and a half. Um, I guess they decided uh, the Rambo-nator was more important. (laughs) He kind of got taken out pretty fast. Yeah. (laughs) They made it seem like he was going to be a big deal. Yeah, I don't even think he was that big a deal in the manga, though. I don't remember it too clearly. I think I read read bits of it last year. Mm. Um, if we're talking about the uh, would-be assassins sent to get Bao, uh, one I gotta mention is the first guy. Oh yeah, that guy. 
Uh, first and foremost, I think in my notes I, I've written that the first assassin is ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty weird looking. He's fucking gray with white hair and that outfit. I, I'm not sure what I can say about that outfit. <laughs> he's got a very young man's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was interesting. We watched the dub. <laughs> oh, I did too. <laughs> I as soon as I found out that this was an '80s anime, I was like, "We're watching the dub." Yeah, because '80s dubs are the best. Yeah, they're fun. Um, yeah, I don't. I think the organization didn't actually like him because uh, when they're doing the uh, the after they do the test with the uh, dog bow and they take him out, the doctors. Uh, you know, key to point out that okay, there's a process to taking out bow. First thing you got to do is shoot it in the head, and that immobilizes it, and then you burn it, and then you wait for the parasite to jump out, and you burn it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody told this guy about the immobilizing it by shooting it through the head, because uh, <laughs> he just like stabs him in the chest or cuts his throat or yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it could be different before the first transformation or also I mean that doctor guy seemed pretty ecstatic when he made the first transformation yeah it was like oh he's done it yeah well he knew about the fire part he was just real slow on it he was slow in a lot of stuff cause like the first time he gets to jump on Ikaro like he straight up ganks him and then kind of just stands there while they cross the street, get on the bike, and drive off. I think part of his plan was for that bus to hit him. Ah. I mean, I would assume that's probably why he stood there. In which case, he is just lazy as fuck. Yeah. It's Maybe like, okay, like, the uh, bus missed. I'm not running after him. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. He just thought it'd be super dope to stab a guy and then push him in front of a bus. Yeah, except he didn't even push him. It's like, okay, I'm going to stab him in the chest. Now he's going to walk forward all movie-like and get hit by this bus. (laughs) Bow. (laughs) So, uh, where it is, it seems like he's kind of, by the end, kind of lost his mind or like he's just turning into the devil man. Well, see, at the beginning... We see that he's suspended in like a water tank, uh, mm-hmm. and then at the end we see that he's suspended underwater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I would assume yeah. that um, the water plays a part, like a part. I think uh, in the both in some notes that come with the DVD and uh, in the manga, they state that um, you can uh, keep Bao in a state of suspended animation if you remove all oxygen from the environment that it's in. Hmm. Oh, if he's in suspended animation, that makes it weirder that he, because that girl, he's 17, and then that girl was like, he's going to wake up when I'm 17. So he'll still be 17. (laughs) He's going to wake up when I'm 17, and we're going to get it on. Yeah. And have freaky psychic bow babies. Hopefully he won't just rip her head off. Melt her. Yeah, melt her head off. Yeah, he'll have to be very careful since it seemed like everyone he touched outside of... Well, he he interacted with her physically a couple of times. Clearly it's something he can do at will. 
You know, melted right. motherfuckers' faces left and right. <laughs> and the uh, his forearm, the just below the wrist, he liked melting that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. One funny thing that came up was uh, in the manga, the uh, arm blade. <laughs> The arm blade he has is is called the skin saber. The skin saber. Oh yeah. The blades. Interesting. All the poses are also very Iraqi. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple of uh, poses Bao does that are just like full on JoJo's fabulous. And I was like, yeah, he was into this from the start. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the weird superpowers and shit is very... They all have names. It's very, like I said, 12-year-old. It's like, and he can do this, and he can do this, and he can do this. Yeah. He can think... out of his arm and shoot bees out of his hair. <laughs> he kind of strikes me as a very uh, early Superman figure of heroism. Like, he just gets a new power. Yeah, I think the idea... I think the idea, he, the, the, the idea here, and it's the reason why Bao is kind of so animal... Is that um, he literally? I think he literally evolves based on threat. <laughs> Hold on, go up. Hmm? We're looking at a uh, just a Google image search. Go up, and there's one where it's a uh, stop. It's a it's just a still from the a frame, and it's got. Subtitles and it just says the diagnosis I've received is that the girl's life is in danger. <laughs> Great diagnosis. I think that was from the subs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they were they were uh, torturing her with like loud noises. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but they loved to do that throughout the whole thing. They seemed to love to like like right there. There's another picture of the guy about to shoot Bao from the helicopter, and he's like, I'm going to shoot you with this bullet. It's an explosive bullet, and it does this, and it does this, and it does this, and now I'm going to shoot you with it. It's a very classic This anime. explosive <laughs> shell will teach you a lesson. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, if you're listening if you're listening carefully, uh, that guy has a lisp. <laughs> he says explosive, he says explosive, explosive shell or something like that. I think uh, the author in particular does that a lot, where characters will like monologue about their abilities, or just like explain them in a full panel. Yeah, which paces better in manga format than it does in visual like audio it's format. exposition. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of appreciate it in this, if only because it just adds to that Saturday morning feel that this uh, yeah. OVA has. Yeah. Like, I didn't see this back in the day, but it feels like something that would have been my shit if I saw it. Like, when I was, uh, especially when I was, like, just starting out, kind of like, uh, poking through every DVD, like, every, uh, not DVD, every, uh, video store looking for their anime section. It seems like the kind of thing I would have found and just been all over. Or saw on sci fi. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I've noticed about it is that it retains Hirohiko Araki's sense of fashion and design. Yeah, it, it, it seems a bit weird since it's like 
in the 80s, so some of the stuff... Um, how should I put this? Um, I guess if this is... This is this isn't peak Iraqi in regards to uh, character design, since I guess like yes. some of the stuff that would really inspire him doesn't come till like a year or two later. Yeah, but still, like no one dresses the way Bow dresses, and no one dresses the way Jonathan in Part One dresses. Yeah, but I mean, like what I'm saying is, uh, like both Bow and that first assassin are dressed like Mister Rogers. That's a little yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, he's kind of dressed like Doug. <laughs> really yeah, good. yeah, the sweater vest, yeah. <laughs> it's all sweaty and shit. Yeah, it kind of reminded me structurally of, like, the Bourne identity. Yeah, yeah except like, rather than being a super cool spy, he's a super powered entity. Yeah, a super weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, this, um, I mean, it, it does kind of like, uh, it's kind of pronounced here and, you know, would become more obvious as JoJo's goes on. Uh, Iraqi's penchant for using, like, over super overpowered characters. <laughs> he kind of uh, starts where a lot of people build up to, and then he goes up from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said earlier. His villain design philosophy is very, like, you, you can't have a villain who's not an overwhelming force, or else it's not interesting if the hero... Yeah. Yeah, it seems, uh, well, it makes for a really cool animation. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. whole thing was really pretty. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I enjoyed looking at it, and they don't make them like this anymore. No, I just I kind of I kind of miss that level of detail. Like clearly, um, you haven't seen the new episode of My Hero. That shit is wacky. We're my Hero is probably My Hero and um, uh, Mob Psycho are probably the only shows that really compare. I would add uh, uh, Kill a Kill and Gurren Lagann. Yeah, well, kinda. They're definitely out there and crazy, they get the sort of, like, broad spectacle of it down pretty well. But, um, not so much in the detail. Like, uh, one thing I noticed about, um, I was noticing in particular with, uh, Walken, when him and Bao start, first start fighting, is, like, he's, like, throwing crazy air waves and ground waves and currents and stuff like that. And it's not just some huge... Like, like when they do this in in a lot of animes now, it just looks like a huge gust of wind flying yeah. at people or moving through something. Whereas, like, in the case of, like, the ground wave in particular, you actually see the ground kind of, like, distorting and morphing and changing before it kind of, like, flies out. And, you know, it's detailed like that you don't really see. Or, yeah, at the very sure. least, you don't really see as much. Yeah. Like you can look at that and see that it was like lovingly drawn. Man, I just can't wait to watch. It's like I just want to hear you guys talk about the next My Hero now. Mm-hmm. I think so, we yeah. got like uh, a week or two before we have another uh, four-episode block. 
Yeah. But uh yeah, Bow. I, I it was a, it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it a lot. It uh <laughs> couple of minor things I wanted to mention. Um couple of things I couldn't find complete answers for in the manga. Uh like I was really wondering what the deal was with those guys in the eye, eyes wide shut masks. Oh yeah, what the fuck was up with that shit? Um the only th- only thing mentioned in um the manga was that they had ties to the US. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That explains everything. Interesting. Yeah. There, two of the masks had a sad face, and one of them had a happy face. Maybe mm-hmm. the happy one was the leader. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The meta commentary on America. <laughs> huh? I missed that they were Americans. Uh, well, it, it not it didn't say flat out they were Americans, just that they had contacts with America. Either they were there on behalf or maybe they were like uh had people they were getting money from there it was very vague mm. yeah, i guess it was just part of the setup he needed some like weird conspiracy looking shit so that he could be like oh uh, yeah. yeah they're making a super weapon so they can sort of explain where they're getting this funding but not really have to <laughs> yeah it's always better if your investors are creepy and mysterious. Yeah, the organization was sort of... Uh, they were there. Yeah, go rest. <laughs> Angry bald scientist and young lady secretary programmer or something? Mm-hmm. He was like Lex Luthor's assistant. Yeah. Mercy? Yeah. yeah. Not as cool as Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> not as not as yeah not not so much the badass secretary the one that uh-huh. just kind of like beats everyone up for you yeah yeah it's funny how like in the face of like bow just completely ruining shit that doctor just gets more and more pumped about it yeah, <laughs> yeah he was real stoked i <laughs> at first he was like we got to get him we got to just kill him we got to kill him but then he's like oh my god he's so powerful it's like oh shit it got another power oh and he, yeah and even when he died he was like, oh, <laughs> that was cool he's sitting there with like with like them big ass rocks pointing out of him and he's like oh yeah bow you so sick <laughs> what you got to be so raw <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, you only get into that business if you want to make something dope. <laughs> only if you want your creation to destroy you. That's really the high point of being an evil scientist, is if your creation destroys you. Yeah, I guess that's yeah what you ultimately work towards. Also the high point of being a parent, I think. <laughs> you raise your offspring to be more powerful than you. Yeah, yeah I guess that's the case. In which case, my father is very disappointed. Sorry, that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, I missed him. <laughs> Brain fart. Oh, I uh, appreciate whoever dubbed this. Uh-huh. They kind of knew what was up because the uh, sort of voice echo effects they put on certain characters weren't in the original Japanese. Huh. Like they gave the cyborg guy the robot voice once you find out he's a cyborg. Mm. And uh, maybe my favorite part is uh, when the doctor yells out Bao's super special move, they add that crazy echo to it. I don't remember. But it was when he fired the laser cannon. I guess. Oh, yeah. I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit on 
the actual on bow. He was just seemed very deadpan. Yeah, um, part of it is in the manga. There's kind of narration going on when Ikaro is bow, and um, there's some element of disconnect between the two. Like, but the implication there is that the um, that they are both separate sentient uh, entities, kind of working together. Mm. Usually, when the fighting uh, takes off, it's bow. But I think eventually their minds kind of uh, meld a bit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about the uh, sort of the symbiote and Eddie Brock while watching this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a similar deal there. Yeah, yeah, that is probably like it's um as close as an equivalent you're probably going to find in the states. Mm-hmm. I think Araki also likes silent, strong, scary types. Um, he's he's really good about having like varied characters, but he does a really good job with that archetype. Yeah. Um, he's a a noted fan of uh, Clint Eastwood and his films, and. Uh, uh, Clint is apparently the basis for Jotaro. <laughs> and uh, Jotaro might be his most popular character to date. <laughs> mm. I mean, the other thing, too, is like that alien sort of... I feel like Bao is, is very similar to a lot of stands in terms mm-hmm. of like presentation. Yeah, um, I've uh, heard him described as kind of like an alien version of Star Platinum. Yeah, that's pretty accurate i think i did see something else that was kind of funny which was um somebody took two pictures from the series one was uh jonathan saying that even if i die i'll come back as a ghost to haunt you dio and then the next picture is of star platinum and that's when you realize (laughs) how similar the two look yeah jesus good Uh, um, anything else I guess you guys got to say about this before we get to recommendations? Um, I like that, uh, I, I like that he, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brain farts are catching. Uh... I don't know if that was a brain fart so much as, like, what can you say about Bao? He makes a lot of people's heads explode and stuff, and that's and, pretty cool. And melt. I thought it was dope. I, I really liked the whole thing. And he has a laser gun. I, I thought it was fun to watch. That was interesting. It's one of those things I wish that there was... I wish he went as into it as he did with JoJo's when it comes to all the mm-hmm. like, background and stuff. Uh, you get a bit more with the uh, manga. It is something I kind of wish he would uh, like Araki would like revisit. Either like do like a reboot or kind of like uh, build off of that uh, sequel hook we got at the end of this. Yeah. So was there no sequel? No. Unfortunately. Uh, How long did the manga run for? Uh, A few months. Really, that's it? I think it started in um, 
October of uh, 84 and finished in February of 85. It was a weekly Shonen Jump, wasn't it? Yeah. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a short series. You'll get those sometimes. Um, since uh, a lot of mangas, and I think I'm, I think these really short ones in particular, are made more uh, just as just for the serial, just as uh, something to kind of uh, keep their name out there, keep their space in whatever uh, I guess publication they work for. Uh. We exist. But, uh, yeah, in regards to recommendations, Mike, I think you kind of stumbled across one when we were talking earlier. Sonic the Hedgehog? Um, Venom. But I guess you can recommend Sonic if you want. (laughs) Yep, Sonic the Hedgehog, he's a hero. Can we recommend things that aren't anime? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I've been struggling every time I've been on to think of other animes. Hmm. I recommend other stuff. You clearly don't listen to the show. Well, well. Uh, you cold as ice, Mike. <laughs> no comment. Uh, uh, Giver. <laughs> yeah. Same, same type of uh, character. They're both kind of that uh, Japanese dark hero archetype. If you like this sort of wacky shit, you'll like JoJo's, because it's by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> the works of Araki. Um, what was it? I think uh, when I was researching this, um, uh, it was mentioned that Bao, the Bao manga in particular, is a favorite of the creator of Shaman King. And I guess looking at Walken, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, what was his name, Walken? I have no idea. <laughs> I can only imagine that it's a reference to the great Christopher Walken. That would it's make not sense. Unlikely. Especially uh, considering how up on um, uh, pop culture and other parts of the world Iraqi is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they love to do that in Japan in general. Mm hmm. <laughs> Hide stuff that's like. Not obscure at all. <laughs> Plain sight. Kojima-san loves to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Kojima, this had a very similar feel of just like a boss rush. It's like you're fighting all these different super-powered guys. All these weirdos. Through a facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the only difference is, is that you're not also a super-powered guy. <laughs> That's true. Um, I was trying to think of what I was going to recommend uh, outside of Guyver and just really just anything by uh, Shotaro Ishinomori, be it uh, any of his mangas or any of the live action adaptions of said mangas. Um, all the Common Riders, uh, Cyborg 009, and. Uh, this thing I'm thinking oh Kiter um there's a crap ton Kiter yeah that was also Ishinomori it was a what that was also by Ishinomori oh he did that yeah huh 
I never. I only saw like probably ten minutes of that show. Yeah. Well, it was originally a live action kind of like tokusatsu type series. What I saw was just like a little robot guy playing a guitar. Yeah, that was the anime. Um, the anime was significantly darker. Oh, interesting. It's uh, Pinocchio with super-powered martial arts fights. <laughs> I could get into that. He's a bad. He, he's a battle robot that wants to be a real boy. It sounds. You know what? That's just. I've just realized that Mega Man is just Pinocchio. Yeah. Astro Boy even. Astro Boy too. Uh, Astro Boy might be one of the few things that predates Shinomori, come to think of it. Mm. I think him and... uh, uh, What is the name of the guy who did Astro Boy? Tezuka? Yeah, Tezuka. If they're not contemporaries, then Shinomori came a little bit after him. Speaking of Tezuka, I feel like we haven't watched anything from him yet. Not yet. We're going to get to Blackjack at some point. I was initially... There was initially going to be a theme month with him. Uh, which is why I was waiting. do an Astro Boy episode, and then do an episode on the Astro Boy movie that came out here. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I like that a lot. Huh. They also... I don't know, Nick Cage was the dude, though. What dude? Astro Boy? Astro Boy's creator. Oh, I was going to say he played Astro Boy. Um, what? It's the how did I that came it, and went? It, it was a it was a CG movie, right? Yeah, it was oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably get to that because I'm thinking about uh, using an anime coming out uh, either soon if it hasn't already started as kind of like the basis for getting into some of Tezuka's stuff. They're doing a anime which will serve as a prequel to Astro Boy. Oh. It's basically about his uh, creators during their college years. Nick Cage in college. You, you could do a whole episode on uh, animes versus their American adaptations. Because you've got Speed Racer and Astro Boy and uh, <laughs> Fist of the North Star. The I don't. Did you do that already? <laughs> no. No, we don't. We usually don't cover multiple shows in a single mm. episode. Oh, well, now I was going to say that you're eventually going to, on that list, run into Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to need some time with that thing. <laughs> we'll give it a few years. But, yeah, I'm actually surprised that we haven't gotten to Blackjack yet. Because I remember we were all about Blackjack back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, fucking dickhead surgeon. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to read some of Tezuka's stuff because he has some interesting stuff that I see on the shelves all the time, like Buddha. Yeah. And like, there's one about Hitler or something. Uh, I think that one that might be the one uh, Adolf. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, the Blackjack mangas are really good. I can say mm-hmm. that. I've read a a couple of like the earlier um, was it the the earlier uh, releases. They did like a re-release not too long ago. But yeah, the mangas are pretty good. Uh, I could have swore uh, I had something else in regards to recommendations. Every once in a while, I'll think about that the scene in Blackjack when he, uh, somebody got like a fucking needle stuck in their vein and it was traveling around their body. 
So I think about that every once in a while. Wait, was it? At the hospital. Oh. <laughs> I think there was... Wait, no. I was going to mention a similar plot from one of the mangas, but uh, I guess I'll hold off on that. Mm-hmm. What if you did a show that was like this show? Like what it is for anime, but you did it about your own shows. Every episode you talked about, an episode that you did. So in episode three, we talked about Gungrave, and that was not a good time for me. Yeah, we could do an episode on the Street Fighter episode that we lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, why is my brain failing me? Mm, you don't eat enough ginkgo? I guess. Is, why is my brain failing me the title of your autobiography? <laughs> no, the title of my autobiography is either I Have to Go Now, My Planet Needs Me, or Meanwhile at the Legion of Doom. I like the Daniel Flynn pattern. <laughs> it just gets slowly more incoherent as the book goes on. Yeah, Mike, that's called I- Alzheimer's. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're looking Flowers forward for to it. Tables. I'm glad you're looking forward to it, because I'm not. <laughs> They're going to cure that by the time we're old. Let's hope. They already got medicine that fucking delays it. Me and Michael got those good genetics. We're going to live to, like, 90, probably. Yeah. All we got to do is not have strokes. Yeah. I'm probably going to die at 40. That's in 10 years. You think you're going <laughs> to die in 10 years? <laughs> Maybe. I mean... You don't know, Mike. I could get <laughs> shot. <laughs> you could. Maybe by that time something will happen. Maybe you'll be the one to kill him. <laughs> like yeah. Blue. <laughs> that would just be too anime. It's true. I think that's how Jumper Cables would want it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. If we're going to go anime, I'd rather like have like a crazy superpower fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, if think... they've got like, uh, maybe if they've got like power armor figured out, we could have like a robot fight. I think it'll be more Looney Tunes like. <laughs> or maybe Jumper Cables was a ghost the whole time. Like, um, like we go skydiving and then I pull my chute and an anvil comes out. <laughs> or just a piano falls on me. You know? Yeah, I could see a piano falling on me. Or I just walk off a cliff and then look down and then I start falling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said that I'd stumbled upon something and then you never revealed what that was. Oh, uh, Venom. Oh, yeah, you did. (laughs) Now whose brain is failing then? Yep. I told you my brain farts are contagious. What's the best Venom story? Um, since Bao's supposed to be kind of a good guy here, maybe, like, specifically that, uh, point where he went to SF and became, like, gritty-ass anti-hero. Yeah. He kind of started out with maximum carnage a little bit. He's all like, I gotta protect the innocents. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Tom McFarlane's a good artist. Hmm. And he created Venom, so. Yeah, maybe, I guess, Spawn. <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Todd McFarlane wants to do another movie. Uh, what's he trying to do this time? Well, he wants to do a. He's trying a to do Spawn. Young Blood. No, he wants to do Spawn. Oh, okay. He's trying another to do Spawn movie. again. He wants it to be a horror movie, though. Ah, that makes sense. I think he was pretty bummed about the... I don't know how he feels about the first movie, but I know he was bummed about, like, censors, because they had to put a PG-13 version out into theaters, but then they got an R-rated cut at home. But I know he probably would have liked to have gone full-blown R to begin with. Mm-hmm. So... Just... It spawns a very dated character. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, it's an anime I haven't seen in its entirety, but it, like, touches on a lot of the same, uh... Well, it kind of falls into that same storytelling archetype. Uh, Biohunter. This is a 90s anime. So, it'll have some of the same, uh, tropes, same, like, elements of like hyper violence to it hmm. um I was just I just came up with something else before I said biohunter uh oh yeah something we actually watched but has the same kind of feel to it uh is the ninja gaiden anime hmm <laughs> if you like things that are hard to follow <laughs> uh Escaflone is one that I just remembered that exists. I think it was hard to follow because of how it got adapted. That's probably true. Because they took a they took a show that was meant for girls and tried to gear it towards like little boys. <laughs> so they kind of like removed all the romance, uh, killed some of the whimsy, and like tried to put emphasis on fight scenes that weren't actually that good to begin with. Yeah, I just I watched that like last year, and all I remember about it is that there were robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember being pretty heartbroken when I realized that it was a uh, a like based on a girl's comic. Cause it's like, god damn it, they got dragon mechs and people with swords and armies and shit, and they're gonna waste it. They're going to waste it on people talking about their feelings. <laughs> like a zangy moo movie. But, uh, anything you guys got to want to say to the audience before we uh, get a laser cannon? Go out there and rip some heads off. <laughs> Melt some faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Figure uh-huh. out how to shoot your hair at people. Create something that... That far outreaches you and eventually destroys you. <laughs> uh, so far, I think, Mike, you might be the only one capable of that. Yeah. You gotta create some kind of logo that works people into like a blood rage. Well, I'm worried if it, I, I think 
someday somebody's gonna dig up something I've said on one of these podcasts and it'll destroy me. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, maybe you get hired to design the logo for the next big startup, and then they become more powerful than Google. You get you get consumed by that machine. Your life becomes one of those like overly complicated Michael Douglas films from the nineties. <laughs> the game. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen any of them to the conclusion. <laughs> I just remember trying to watch one or two of them as a kid and being like, This is stupid. Grown ups are stupid. Dude, I'm gonna watch a cartoon. We should do a Michael Douglas episode of my show. <laughs> you could watch fucking The Game, Falling Down, and Wall Street. <laughs> Wall Street was the '80s though, but that's fine. Yeah. Michael Douglas was badass. Yo, speaking of uh, movies and Hirohiko Araki. They're making a part four movie in Japan. Yeah, like a live action one. And uh, it looks really neato. Yeah, the stands actually look kind of cool. I'm curious as to how it's going to play out, but uh, I have hopes that it will at the very least be entertaining. Yeah. Opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio, on Twitter at radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the hosts individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at... MAGP returns and Mike is on Twitter at HyperNights. And at step three, it gets creepy because step three is when the sex feelings come <laughs> and you want to fuck it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's waifu time next week. We watched the first four episodes of Airmaster. Master.